Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. To the sweet sounds of Kevin Bloody Wilson, it's hump day with Swanee and friends, Dane Swan. Samantha Rich is still not with us, Dane, being selfish overseas with her family. Yep, that's unfortunate. Uh, any news back from Samantha? There was, but I'm not, I don't want to be the one to, to say it. <laughs> well, I think she's put it at 8,000 things on social. Yeah, yeah. So we think we're you pretty can, safe. You can say it. I don't want our four listeners to know. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, well, we'll save that to, for when she's back. So there's an old saying in media, which is, don't go on holidays. <laughs> Because you might be replaced by someone really, really good. Mm-hmm. Fellow North Melbourne member, President Absolutely. Sonia Hood. <laughs> Hello, Sonia. Thank you Thank for lowering you. yourself to yeah. coming into it to join us. Thanks for having me, guys. Now, fellow North Melbourne member. All right. Well, yep. Absolutely. <laughs> you've had pro- you've had problems though. A problem with having a hard getting the hard copy. <laughs> did Did you get the hard copy? No, I didn't get the hard copy. Unfortunately. Oh, um, but so for those who don't know, let's, we, we need to step back through the timeline here. Okay. You said if North were to game this year, you'd buy a membership. I got a bit excited. I jumped on the North bandwagon after they beat Freo because <laughs> you said Freo were going to win the flag. Yep. So I figured um, North had won two in a row. Or no, that was half time or before the game, the Freo game. So if they beat Freo, I'm officially on the bandwagon and I'm going to buy a North membership. Gets me a spot, a reserve spot in, for the GF. <laughs> and they obviously beat. They beat Freo, so I'm men of my word. And yep. It's cost me a bit, actually. Memberships are expensive these so you days. You bought a $250 membership? Uh, bit, double that. How come? Um, well, because you get a reserved seat in the granny. And <laughs> I, didn't want to buy, I just want to buy a pet membership. Like, I didn't want to, you know. Well, I wanted, if I was going to do it, I wanted to do it properly. So, um, <laughs> can you buy a pet membership? You can. Yeah. yeah. Do, you want, do you want us to add one of those on for you? Because we could. Well, if you come in here and you've done the wrong problem, I mean, give me If the team me... have your credit card, they're adding it on as yeah, we speak. Okay, yeah, okay. Give me yeah. one. Why not? Barney's 17. He doesn't get far from the house, my caboodle. But um, can you actually take your pet to the footy? No, that'd be good, though, wouldn't it? Would be. I went to a practice game once out at Casey, which is a long way from anywhere. Hello to anyone who lives in Casey. Mm. And I took my dog with me because I assumed that I'd be able to take the dog to watch the practice game and we stood outside a fence <laughs> in Casey like I was as far away from footy as you could get and then I was further so oh, no geez. there's no taking your dog no. so uh now now then you've had an issue with it with you just assumed it was Australia Post yeah yeah of course I knew it wouldn't be the North Melbourne membership department <laughs> of course not they do a wonderful job 
They would have been, but they would have been super busy in that first three week period because everyone was, was jumping roses. on. Yeah, exactly, there was yeah. A, a lot of um, a lot of activity on the bandwagon. Oh man, I could remember. I, mean, I was I was driving it. <laughs> you are welcome to drive that bandwagon anytime. No. So I will. so did you click the box that said I want a plastic membership? Because we are all about the environment. And so I'm not very bright. <laughs> so that so that may have. I just assumed, and you know, assuming what well, they say, assume makes an ass out of you and me. I think, but um, no, I didn't. I just figured it's been a long time. In fact, I've never bought a club <laughs> membership. So, and what your first club? North Melbourne was the very because you get it when you get drafted. You you automatically get one. So, um, and when you become a legend of your own club, I'll say it for you. Well, I'm, st- I'm still not in the Hall of Fame of Collingwood. That's an <laughs> argument for a different day. I can't get in the AFL's one if I can't be in my own clubs, can I? So, that's you're it. not in the Collingwood Hall of Fame. No, I'm, I'm a life member, which is, you know, every man and their dog gets a life so membership. So, what's the criteria for being in the Collingwood Hall of Fame? Well, you, well I would have thought I would have ticked a couple of boxes there, Sonia. I'd have thought so too. Yeah. 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 But especially in your own club. The AFL one, you could maybe, the, you could argue. You know pros and cons of why I shouldn't should or shouldn't be, but you think if I want the Collingwood one, I've just about got that locked up. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm surprised by that. Yeah, yeah, I no, am. Thank but you. given you bought a North membership, maybe I'll put you forward. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, thank yeah. you. Um, but now you're in here, and for coming, and I'll I'll buy one next year for you. I'll I'll, I'll, su- I'll support the the Kangas again next year. Thanks very much. That's right. Very That's grateful. Right. No problem. Hopefully we get we go a couple of games better. Now, so this is interesting to me because I've met a couple of guys recently who've both come up to say, you know, great to meet you, love what you're doing with the club. And I always say to members, no, thank you for being a member mm. of our club. And I've said to Toot to in the last week and a half, thank you for being a member of our club. And both of them have said, oh, no, we haven't joined. Mm. I just haven't got around to it this year. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, how can you – I'm not your president then mm. if you're not a member of the club because it's a member-based organisation. So how do we have you – life member of the Collingwood Football Club mm. jumping on, but we've got lifelong members who aren't doing it. So to your many listeners out there, if you are a North supporter and you haven't bought a membership, please do yeah, something Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think Collingwood have, have enough, so I don't need to buy one of theirs. They've, they've <laughs> they really do, and we'll they, love you a lot Exactly. More. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So As evidenced by the Hall of Fame thing, <laughs> yeah, obviously. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, no, I would, I would recommend if any North supporters listening because it's the clubs down the bottom that actually probably need the help more than... And that helps you get back up the top, I would say. And um, as much as I, I love the pies, I do like, you know, I understand that we want equality in the in the league, and ideally every club wins a flag every eighteen years, just because the way of the world. So um, it's not fun to it's fun to see your club up the top, obviously, but it's not fun to see the bottom clubs always at the bottom. Um, so hopefully, you guys can just start to to climb up a little bit. Yeah, we've got. Um, I've got really very little interest in remaining down the bottom <laughs> yeah, for much longer to yeah. be perfectly honest uh so yeah no moving back up the ladder is definitely what we're doing and that'll be driven by football but um i'd like to think that the people who are waiting to jump on board when we do get back up would exactly. like to jump on well, and you be maybe part just of that journey. ping them a little bit extra just say you know if you get buy a pet membership that's all right like yeah maybe we should have a years at the bottom discount so if yeah. you're a member during the bottom years you could get a discount well, the membership uh, team exactly, are dying exactly. as think, i'm speaking exactly i think you should and there's quite a there's quite a, a few north supporters on on social media, they let me know about things um, when, when I when I talk about them, but they yeah. might not be members either. So, yeah. um, well, if you, you are, just ask them that question. Are you a member? I will. because yeah. I am one. I'm a paid up. I'm not, I can't remember what. Would um, you call yourself paid up and passionate, or just paid up? 
pretty passionate. Yeah, good. I yeah, like it. Yeah. Depends what side of the line you end up on on match day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know exactly. what math science is? No, so no. Yeah. Those are the type of things we could educate. Yeah. Um, there are lots of things I won't know the answer to no, on that's this right. podcast. I'm just going to let you all know. Yeah. I'm basically old enough to be your collective mother. <laughs> but not me because we've got a bit in com- we've got not much in common given that you're respected and successful. But we're similar ages and we went to the suburban footy as, as, as kids. Yep. And and it's just another hemisphere, isn't it, to what, what footy is now compared to when you went? Completely different. I was thinking of this on the weekend when I was in Adelaide, actually, at the Adelaide Oval. Now, I've never seen us win at the Adelaide Oval and it's one of my favourite places to watch footy in Australia. I'd love to go to the cricket there. I've never done it. Um, but they started doing this thing after goals of playing music the same way they do up at the Gabba so Sweet Caroline you know kind of get the crowd involved and it's fun I suppose but it's so different than old footy when quarter you know the bit between the goals was your dad going to get two more cans from the (laughs) um, thing and and you used to stand back early on when you could bring beer and you used to stand on a slab if you were a kid (laughs) so you could see you know and the whole focus at the end of the game was getting over that fence into the race before the players did so you could high five players as they went off the ground. Like it was a, it's just a different, it's just a different game. Did you ever play when crowds could come on it on the ground? In the twos, I did. Yeah, yeah. on your way through. Yeah, not in the. Yeah. Um, well, obviously in the in the reserves and that, anyone can <laughs> stroll on. I'm still. I'm. Do- I've gone, you know I've gone back. I've gone back. <laughs> full circle. Now I'm back to let Peanuts and come in the ground. Tell you what they think here. Um, but is that your coach? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, most likely. Yeah. Um, and my teammates, yeah, yeah, um, for, for yelling at them for not passing me the ball. That's not that set, son, you think I was invisible out there sometimes. It's amazing to me. Invisible you are not. Yeah, yeah. Wow. In fact, you and I have actually encountered each other before. Stand by. Oh. This is good. I reckon you were at the 2020 um, Super Bowl. Yeah, well, at Miami. Is that Miami? Miami, yeah, yeah, as was I. And I was standing in the world's longest toilet queue yeah. with my partner and – it's America, right? So it's equality. So the men's queue is actually as long as the women's <laughs> queue, which I really liked. And we watched this person cut right down the front of the line and just walk straight in. And my my partner said, that is some real front. And I said, that is Dane Swan. <laughs> it was tremendous. I have never seen. And I've often thought I really need to encapsulate that level of energy. Yeah. The energy that says, no, nah, my bladder matters much more than anybody well, you else. Well, you know what it's like if you act like you you belong there, you are there. So yeah. it's like, so it's, you know, when like you're, you, you're walking into like a, you know, a, a swank bar or restaurant or something like that, like toilet, you just, just roll up like and give the bouncer like a tip of the head, tip of the head and they just, oh, he, he obviously is someone important. He just walks straight in and like more front than mine. But when you've got to go something, you've got to go and Super Bowl's on and, not sure if you were, but tickets are expensive to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I was aware of that, <laughs> Exactly, yeah, so yeah. I wouldn't want to miss a second of what was going on. No, so. no, no, I hear you. And um, no, it was definite high-vis best energy <laughs> yeah, and I was yeah. a big fan of it. So, yeah. I, Thank you. Uh, well, you, hopefully you can take a leaf out of that book. I actually got COVID. I think I got COVID before COVID was cool on that trip. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. I got it about four days before the Super Bowl. So I may have just walked past and spread it to everyone on the way through, but... <laughs> Um, I actually didn't know what it was. I was like, geez, I was just looking. Once you realise what the symptoms were, I was like, I was flat as for about four days. And I was just, wasn't like bedridden, but I wasn't good enough to be able to like celebrate and like at party with the boys. I was just, I'm spit off here. And then obviously 
um, you know, three months later or something like that, COVID hit the world, I was like, I had it before, it was cool. And you so. could have started it. <laughs> yeah, well, I may yeah. have brought it back here. Yeah. yeah, you might have done. Well, that's about the same time that, that um, the group who were at Aspen who came back, you know. and Yes. They, yeah. That was about the same time and I, I was thinking that could have been us. But yeah. Yeah, no, it could have been you. <laughs> yeah, well, it could yeah. have been. Um, did you like the Super Bowl? Loved it. First Absolutely. one? Absolutely. First one and yeah. I loved it. And, uh, it, I mean, I love American football anyway. I went to college in America okay. and um, followed – um, Penn State for two years, which was fantastic, and yeah. I love college football. But that was my, th- that was the pinnacle Is that of Joe sporting Paterno? events. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back before it turned, all yeah. Do, do some googling yeah. there, kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just be careful of the adults and your life <laughs> kids. So, um, yeah, not good, and I shouldn't laugh about it. But uh, I, I really loved the whole event and the J Lo, you know, kind Shakira, of yeah, that Shakira was, was just incredible. So yeah. yeah, and the finish of the game and yeah. Have you been back? No, and I uh, I'd really like to go again. I'm yeah, yeah it's definitely they do it well, don't they? They um, really the whole do. week for South Beach. I went I went to LA last year as well, but um, they do it really well. It's um, just don't think they they probably couldn't replicate that here. You don't think just because of I don't think so, and I think the it's a population thing as yeah. much as anything else, you know. So I don't know, I, and actually, I'm not sure I want them to. I reckon our events, our event. I really like the grand final the way it runs. Yeah. I like the day. Um, I'm a traditionalist. I like two o'clock. Yeah. I like the fact you can go out for dinner afterwards. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, and I just reckon we do our day pretty well. Yeah. So, but that one is something else. It is incredible. Yeah. So we're still a bit more to unpack with what you've just brought up. Firstly, I've done this for five years with Dane. He was so relieved that that's the only thing you noticed him doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, he's, he's tense when you were saying this. <laughs> and, and then, but also, Super Bowl in Miami, expecting Swanee there is not a surprise. Expecting you there is a surprise. So is it, was that a bucket listing or is it just... <coughs> yeah, it was, um, uh, so it was my 50th birthday on the day of the Super Bowl. And I had been coming up to 50, um, an unimaginable age, I suspect, for most of the people <laughs> listening to 54, this. you're 54, yeah? 53 now. 53 right. I'm, I'm 54. No, our, our, our heat chart at those suburban grounds must have been... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very similar. Yeah. Um, uh, and I'd been looking for something. I didn't want to have a party. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then I discovered that the Super Bowl was on my birthday. And I thought, well, that's a sign from the footy yeah, gods yeah. that that's what I need to do for my birthday so I bought two tickets took my partner who I told everyone was the luckiest man in Australia (laughs) um and we went over and we went to Miami for the Super Bowl and then we went to uh Houston um sorry went to New Orleans and then we went to Houston and to Austin it was great really great trip fair trip Dave yeah absolutely I think I went to Houston too for the the UFC was on there Yeah, I didn't go to the UFC. Would you recommend it? I I absolutely would. One of the best. I've done a few sporting events since I retired. Uh, The World Cup in Russia was probably the best. Yeah, right. Um, For longevity and obvious reasons. I'm not sure we'd slip back into Russia anytime soon, (laughs) but um, that was probably incredible. But one of the Super Bowls, but the UFC at Madison Square Garden was was right up there. It was one of the best events I've ever been to. So I'm not sure if you like the 
the fighting, the combat sports. But I, I mean, I can't say because I've never never gone and watched it, okay. and I've discovered you can't really say if you do or don't like anything until yeah. you've been. So I went to see ice hockey at Madison Square Garden, and that That's was cool. absolutely yeah. fantastic. And I was thinking about that because when I worked at North a decade ago, we had bought a t-shirt gun, yeah. um, which <laughs> they um, and we had bought a t-shirt cannon. So everyone else had this handheld yeah. thing, and we had this thing that sat on the ground and fired four t-shirts in quick succession. The AFL were not happy about it, and <laughs> the stadium weren't happy about it. And we rehearsed it in a empty stadium and they made us they agreed that we could um use it as long as none of the the t-shirts all had to land on level one because they worried about someone falling off right level two or three trying to catch now to be honest if you die in the pursuit of trying to catch a <laughs> sponsor branded t-shirt at halftime in a footy game, yeah, I kind of reckon Darwin is, yeah. you know... Like Still better than being hit by a bus. No, <laughs> really. But anyway, this that's the thing. So we practice it, everyone's fine. We go out on the first time that we use this T-shirt gun and the only T-shirt that didn't hit level two was the one that hit level three. <laughs> and it turns out the, com- the conditions in the stadium when there's a crowd in there are different than <laughs> when they're... Isn't and I don't know what's happened to that t-shirt gun now. In the end, they <laughs> determined that you needed a gun license to be able to use it. Really? <laughs> and then we took it down to Tasmania and asked them down there, "What are the requirements for using this in the stadium?" They went, "Oh, you know, you can just use that." <laughs> so it's a different. Anyway, a the gun. reason I bring that up is because we were at Madison Square Garden watching the ice hockey, um, an amazing game because it happens in three. It's awesome. Three periods, periods yeah. rather than so I can't. That doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> But during the stoppages, they roll eight T-shirt guns, cannons like we had, out onto the ice. And they fire them to everywhere in Madison (laughs) Square Garden. I just think we really do get a bit over-worried here, don't we? Do you think given their gun laws, they're probably not overly sensitive to a (laughs) T-shirt being popped out of (laughs) I don't care, but given the the litigious nature of their society, they're probably more worried about people toppling off a... Do you have to deal with a lot of fun people in community hubs and so forth from insurance agencies like that? Because they're not renowned for their sense of humour and look at those things. No, in my day job, not so much. Yeah. In um, Certainly with the footy club, insurance has become a much bigger issue and yeah. risk generally is a much bigger issue and it's not fun. No. And <laughs> it's not at all exciting. And in a board meeting where everybody wants to talk mm. about, you know... <coughs> the draft or <laughs> list management everyone on a club board secretly wants to be a list manager there's a fun fact um <laughs> except me uh but they've got to talk about really boring things like insurance and risk it's yeah. a real it's it's a downer yeah, yeah. no doubt uh, and one more about the memberships because we're having this uh a bit drunken debate the other night but I, I reckon as a supporter you want that actual card Dane certainly does, I, but I, I reckon, think all of us do. I reckon you do too, and I yeah. think that our... You get a scarf with it? Like, you know, usually it comes in the mail, you get yourself a scarf and a beanie, well, I yeah. don't know, like Bottle of Collingwood's do, they send me out and like you get... Yeah, like we, a, we make you come to the ground and pick up your scarf. Okay. Um, yeah. right. It's a participatory experience and saves us a fortune in postage. <laughs> um, I think you're right. So when we went to the electronic memberships the following year, we reintroduced the option of a card and, and a significant number of people chose the option of a card. Yeah. So um, The ones who know how to check boxes. When the ones who know how to check boxes. So, yeah. um, and I think it's different. It's a, you know, and particularly for people who've been a member for X number of years and they've had the card from every year. They want the card from every year. Now the you, older ones you've just, too. Yeah, you've just yeah. started collecting your exactly, card. Yeah, so exactly, yeah, you'd, you'd exactly. My first of many. Yeah. Um, but I also think the other problem is is since the AFL since COVID and that it went 
cardless at the game. Like no one, you can't just walk up to the footy now and scan a card and get in. Like we ha- you have to sort of pre-plan yep. going to the footy. Like you can't just go on a Saturday Arvo and go, I've got my card or myself. It was a nice day. Let's go to the footy and watch a random game where you can just scan your AFL membership. You have to pre-book and get online. And um, I think it's made it a lot more difficult to go to the footy. Because even like with my goal passes with the, the AFL, like you can't just roll up on a Saturday. You have to I send it out an email a month in advance for all the games. So I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow, let alone in six weeks trying I, to I just assume you turn up and give them the look that says I belong here and then you walk in. But a bit like how I went to the toilet. That's, I was, exactly, I was say, that's exactly how I see it. Exactly. You walk in like you've got a ticket. They just oh, well, you must walk. You must have a ticket and you go. Yeah, no, yeah. that's exactly how I see it happening. But it is a problem, right? And so for some people, I prefer to have everything on my phone because I know where it is and I can't lose it. And if I lose my phone... I don't know, my life would be over and everything's <laughs> on there. Um, but my dad, who's um, in his late 70s, he can't manage it at all. And it's just another country for him, yeah, that exactly. phone. So it means if he goes, I take him, yeah. um, I've got his ticket, you know. Um, yeah. And it, it, I think it's quite, that's pretty yeah, tough. I'm still actually. old school. I was one who you still used an alarm, alarm clock, Sonia. <laughs> <laughs> up until a couple of years ago, like a proper <laughs> alarm clock, like old school that my nan bought me. Yeah, yeah. that's nice. Yeah, because I didn't trust the phone. I could turn off because like, and this alarm was loud. Like, eh, eh, eh. You have to get up and grab it. So, it, where's the alarm now? It's still there. It's not plugged <coughs> in anymore. Like, <coughs> just can't go It's a bright green light, and my missus doesn't get enough sleep with the twins as it is. So she wasn't real keen on that big green fluoro light, just staring at her all night. So was it a clock radio one? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. Where which where you had to wind the thing or Yeah, did like, have... you know, at the back where you had to yeah. scoot it around to um yeah. yeah, it was just you could never really you know, you could never really get it on a proper radio stage. So I just usually just became white noise when it turned on, so it was just the alarm actually beep 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 that would come on. Yeah. Yeah, no, that would be effective and it would get you out of bed. Oh no, yeah, it got everyone out of bed. Yeah. Yeah. So Dane where you you two apart from the heat chart, you haven't met before, yeah? Is that right? No. no. So, but no. we're 15 no. minutes in and we are at it in Ed's building. But yeah. having a slightly different type of president you're talking to here compared to back in your day. Yeah. I was just asking the boys if they'd, if they'd seen Ed lately, but um, you wouldn't believe it, he's busy. <laughs> well, uh, for a man who was trying to cull some of his, his work and <laughs> be a little less busy, he seems to be more busy now than, than what he was when he was the president. But, um, you know, I'm sure he's a different kind of president. He's a different kind of president. Everyone, let's let's be honest. <laughs> exactly. um, I was up in the chairman's. So Gold Coast have a chairman, but everyone else has a president. What, why? Why is that? Some have a chairman, I'll some have a president. I, I I reckon Ben Buckley called himself chairman, and I reckon James Brayshaw called himself okay. chairman too. But I felt president was more. Made me sound like Donald Trump. I quite <laughs> like that. To be is honest, is there any difference? So, um, there's a. Uh, there, you'd be the chairman of the board if you're incorporated. Or association, you might be president of the association. Okay. It probably depends what's in the constitutional yeah. rules. That is a boring response. Yeah, I was going to that say, question. yeah. <laughs> so, dumb. so it's not necessarily gender. My, my wife was a chairman somewhere. Yeah. And she insisted on being called chairman because she didn't want chairperson or anything. It's I, I've found chairperson to be really clumsy. Yeah. And um, I don't, I'm not, like, I just can't work out why we make such a big deal of gender full stop. So, yeah. um, but president is a nice non-gendered makes me sound really important kind of <laughs> word so true yeah. um but uh but your approach to players when it comes to uh, your your personal approach as opposed to saying well other people have done it their way i'm doing it my way what is your approach so to did it? you for instance after a game 
you know, Northrop obviously have, have lost a little bit the last few years. Have you ever walked in after a team meeting and, and maybe showed someone how to kick for goal, like a <laughs> president maybe that that someone else might have had walked in <coughs> and was doing just a little bit of technique on how to kick for goal I after can, a game or I can any, honestly like say no, I have never done okay. that. But yeah. I'll I'll give it some thought as to whether okay. I should add that. Have to you got know. after after a team was beaten and they were like ten goals twenty, a you know, bad expected score. Have you ever gone to the goal kicking coach and so maybe give it some advice on how the goal kicking coach should improve. On the off chance we know someone who was a goal kicking coach mm. from season one. Um, again, no, <laughs> but but again, I could. I get a lot of supporters, hopefully members, mm. writing to me asking for this player to be dropped or that player to be dropped, and I write back to all of them and say, the last person you want involved in team selection is the club <laughs> president. Like it's a bad, bad idea. Mm-hmm. But you're telling me I should consider that as part of my role. Oh, oh, I'm just saying that's just that's just what I. It's your lived experience. Yeah, exactly. It's your truth. It's one of my experiences. What's and when you, did that goal kicking um, lesson help? I'm not sure it <laughs> helped. Helped maybe for a bit of comic relief yeah. throughout, throughout the week, but um, to lighten the mood when said president wasn't there. But um, I'm not sure it actually helped with the actual. Again, goal we're just kicking. talking hypotheticals. Yeah. Have you ever but shut the door and paid, paid off the walls? No, to, yeah, okay. no, I'm not a rip paint off the walls kind of person. <laughs> we if, get that impression. Yeah, <laughs> if I'm if you're if I'm unhappy with you, you'll know, but yeah. it won't be because I shout at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the more that I'm, I'm disappointed. Rather yeah, than I, I think yeah. that the disappointed face is the one that you know. <laughs> yeah. That's worse because then when you yeah, get angry, yeah. oh, well, you get angry. You can just sort of get angry back. So it's quite mean. Jeez, I don't know, I don't know where those words existed <laughs> all together in a sentence. Jeez, I must be a bad person. But then when they're Disappointed like your parents. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed and you feel a bit bad. Yeah. But what you do have in common, one of the things that surprised me, many things that surprised me since I worked with you, Dane, but particularly like when we got Nick Maxwell in last year. And both of you said that supporters are actually more supporters than players. Yeah. Yeah, because you're doing a job. Yeah, no, well, I have said if you, well, if when winning the premierships, it actually might mean more to some supporters than the players because players might only been there for two years, get the arse, and then have the shits with the club and don't yeah. have any for the, play, the supporters who have been there from day from you know from the moment they understood what footy was have loved and supported North Melbourne Collingwood Essendon come their whole lives and you know they're all you know you got the 80 year old men and women who are bawling their eyes out haven't seen a premiership for however long I understand it means it could mean more to them than, than the players so that's why I've always tried to you know give as much as I can to myself for supporters and um, I understand that it does mean a lot for them. So to take a quick photo or to give them a little bit isn't too much to ask because then one day, it will, especially for me, it will stop. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've obviously done something right enough. So if it takes you know, one second to take a photo or say hello or have half a beer with someone, it's certainly not a huge deal for me. So, yeah, I understand that it's a supported, supporter-based-driven club. All clubs are because without them and, you know... I, also understand, you know, people come and say, oh, sorry, I'm not a bad president. I'm sorry, I'm bad for all If we all go for the one club, it would be boring. Yeah. So, like, I 100%. actually prefer that everyone barracks on because it helps with the band, it helps with the off-field stuff because we all barrack for Collingwood. The footy would be boring. So it's nice that we can all barrack for someone. 
super different. boring. Couldn't agree with you more. And I, it, I always reflect on the fact that I'm rubbish at remembering people's names, <laughs> but I can always remember who they barrack for. <laughs> um, if they don't have a team, then as far as I'm, I'm concerned, they're a target yeah. um, and they're gettable. Um, and I, I just think it's part of the the language of what we do and yeah. I think from time to time the AFL from time to time makes the mistake of thinking it's the attraction it's not no. it's the clubs who are the attraction yeah. and I think from time to time the clubs make the mistake of thinking that they're defined by the players or the past they're not they're defined by their members mm. and the people who yeah. have turned up week in week Absolutely. out and they shape the organisation you've got to give them um, the respect first and foremost so we've tried really hard uh, to we we try to speak to our members first rather than yeah. you know through or always through the media we we'll, we'll talk directly to members um, Clarko in particular has had a really strong focus on um, inviting kids onto the ground after a training session yeah. you know so that people who've turned up to watch training actually get some interaction with players good for the players too yeah absolutely it's, it's awesome and players come and go like Nick Dacos at some stage won't be a Collingwood like Scott Penelbury well he may be a Collingwood forever. <laughs> but um, like, I'm, I'm not there. Players coming over, it's the, the supporter who's there from five years old. Like, and their parents buy them until they die at and 90 odd. They're the ones that are there through, go to all the training sessions in the cold. I used to train Melbourne. Like, obviously, at Collingwood would be freezing cold. The last thing I want to do is go out and train. It'd be the same, like 20 people would be at the race or just when we run out, rain, hail, or shine. Like, you're doing here like it's four <laughs> degrees like go home but you know out there clapping no matter whether we're or going good or going bad yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, i'm pe- sitting in the spa going oh they're out there again are they yeah <laughs> on the massage table jeez and i think it just brings you back to you know in the rooms after a game you've had a loss and you look down and there's someone's kid kitted out in all the gear mm. and they're so excited to be in the rooms and a couple of weeks ago at marvel i met a mother and son who were telling me they just turned 100 between them she was 70 and he was 30 and for their birthday the family have got together and bought them tickets to the best and fairest this year and they were really excited about that and i thought you know again we inside you start to take that stuff for granted you've been to all of them and you see you know for me i'm thinking about what do i need to say and what do i need to wear and da 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 but for these people, this moment is a super exciting one, and footy is bringing joy in that yeah, kind absolutely. of way. And you forget that at your peril, I think. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot; we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Like you just brought up, so I'll, I'll ask you now. So you were talking about lifelong members, and yeah. as you are, mad supporters, but also what part of what you've been doing is getting completely new Australians, as my grandparents were and many others listening would be, um, straight into the game. Yeah. And what was, it, what was that story about you giving three tickets to someone in Noble Park that <laughs> weren't oh, going to go? That was... Um that was Mad Jack Dawes' first game. Right. And we had been – I'd been out to Noble Park to the English language school out there a long time ago now and 
um, we'd given I'd taken some tickets with me I worked at North at the time and I'd taken some tickets with me and um, we'd given the tickets to these kids in this English class they would have been 15 16 years old um, Afghani refugees for Australia um, hadn't been here that long and the teacher said to me I was really nice of you to give those tickets but they're not going to manage the public transport to get in well following week I turn up at the ground it's a Sunday game and um, I was an executive at North at the time the joy of working for North Melbourne is you get to do everything and I was <laughs> the first person in the ground as were an awful lot of the staff and as soon as gates opened I looked down at the area where those tickets were which is right next to the cheer squad and those four boys were sitting in a row they were the first people in the ground they'd made it to the ground and they were sitting in that row um, never been to the footy before and they were so excited to see me and uh uh, and then the ground fills up around them. And I don't know if you remember that game, but Majak had two touches, kicked a goal, I think, with maybe his third touch, and then he got knocked out. Yep. But it all happened in front of these kids. And yes. it was a, just a really great life moment, I reckon. And, Brilliant. Um, yeah, those I found that photo, the photo of the four of them on my phone, actually a little while ago, and it, it just makes me smile to think about. So going back to we're having fun, because we do, with, uh, with Ed being mad, passionate and crazy, but what... what I, you've definitely got in common the two of you is that neither of you wanted to be present but you said no I've got to when it was his turn because I was working with him at the time I know that and Sam's like that's been your story too yeah I didn't see myself in the role and um and others did and I've probably had a good hard talk with myself since to work out why I didn't see myself <laughs> in the role but you know that's okay and um and when I started, one of the AFL commissioners said her advice to me was you need to make sure that you get seen. So you need to make sure that people notice you. So have a think about how you're going to do that. And Some neck tattoos? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's an option. Sleeve, and yeah. actually, I suspect neck, neck tattoos do and a sleeve. Do you know some of the loads of shops? I do. I'll get you a cheap rate. <laughs> That'd be great. I reckon that would have been less painful than the year <laughs> I've actually been through, if, the, if truth be told. So... Um, but anyway, we've sailed through the other end and we're all right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so put some more, more meat on it as far as um, for people who don't know, why, why are you doing it? Why, why, why have you really said, I've got to commit myself? Um, okay, so I can tell you all the selfless stuff, but the, the other thing I'll start with is it's really good fun. Yeah. Like it really is good fun. And even when it's terrible, it's really good fun. Yes. Um, and at its heart, footy is about people and it's about – and pretty human people too you know you've got a group of young men who are trying to be the best they can be these days in the glare of quite extraordinary um 24 7 commentary on how they do it um you've got uh coaches you've got the afl you've got the media you've got supporters you've got all this stuff kind of intersecting around a product which then tries to prove itself every week pretty heady stuff and an awful lot of people (coughs) whose whole happiness is kind of predicated on how their team goes every week and it's not about the w's because if it was about the w's no one would follow footy everyone would just follow the most well-funded english soccer team that is most likely to win yeah in footy it's about the journey so when your team's bad you want it to improve you know it's you get stuck on individual players so I really love all of that stuff. I love the um, earthiness of footy and the realness of it. I really love our members um, and the commitment they have. And, yeah, I'm having a good time. Welcome. Thanks. <laughs> and I love you. Yeah. <laughs> what, what type of feedback have you got going, I, I really admire you as a member and supporter, but why are you asking me that? Because <laughs> um, you would get asked everything. I get asked a lot. I get, uh, I get a f- 
I don't get too much unsolicited advice, mostly on team selection. And as I say, <laughs> that for the avoidance of doubt has got nothing to do with me. Um, I think people, North people just want their club to be taken seriously. Yeah. And, um, and so do I. So, you know, and we don't want to be a pushover and I've got no interest in being a pushover. And, and I've, you know, the conversation I've had with the AFL has been, you need your small clubs to be successful. Otherwise, your equalisation thing mm. is a joke. Like yep. if the only people who can succeed are big clubs, well, you know, and... Um, and I'm really quite happy not to have the marquee games and not to have the Friday nights and not to have the free-to-air. But if that's the case, you've actually got to compensate us for that. Yep. So that's how the equalisation yep. works. Um, and then it's on us to become a good club. And, you know, we are a good club. We're going to become a great club. So I remember did SEN a few years back. I did a talkback segment saying, I don't care. if Mel- so I was offered as a Melbourne supporter never to see a premiership. So this is 2019 before. But we could be red and blue, demons play at the MCG called Melbourne, I'd prefer that to a premiership. Does that make sense to you, that, that way of thinking? Because what I'm saying is actually what the club's about is more important than the success <laughs> and it's the journey. The club's got to keep existing, but the club can't be mediocre. And no, I would rather. Yeah. So I would rather go to the bottom than sit in the middle for the rest of time. Yep. I would rather go to the bottom with a chance of going to the top than perpetually be middling so what i'm but what i'm more saying is that that's actually what got you into the club because at one stage you were going to be gold coast 100 percent. so yeah no i wasn't i was going to have no involvement at all in it never occurred to me to become involved in the footy club until um 2007 when the afl were going to move us to the gold coast and the sudden and i suddenly realized that my kids might grow up um without a footy team yeah. you know because it was no and we wouldn't have been following the gold coast kangaroos that's <laughs> just wasn't it for yep. us um, and that experience of going to the footy every week is part of what makes us a family so um, I got involved in that existential battle the AFL's had another crack at us since and um, that didn't work and I'm sort of hoping they'll give up on that now I think twice is enough um, and you know we're a good we're a good club and a and a and a good offering for them uh, so a couple other things that you got in common with Dane that you don't know you've got in common with Dane so you did. Why did you do uh, the jungle? What do you mean? Why did I do it? What, what was your incentive for doing the jungle apart from the obvious uh, f- financial incentive? Uh, what, what was your skill set? Well, my ability to do nothing <laughs> all day. <laughs> well, uh, so I, I'm not sure where this is going. Yeah, I'm really I. intrigued by it. Have you been paid to do nothing with the cameras rolling? Have I been paid to do nothing with the cameras rolling? On no. neighbours. Oh, <laughs> you have done your research. <laughs> Wow, that is good. Okay, now I'm impressed. I did sit in Daphne's cafe <laughs> um, and an episode of Neighbours in about 1983 or four. <laughs> Probably um, about the first year. Yeah, and I did sit in Daphne's cafe for a day as a customer. Yep. So you were an extra? I was an extra. So you got paid to do nothing? Got paid to do nothing. You're absolutely right. I also Soulmates. I also was, lay Kylie, was Kylie in Neighbours by that stage? No? I reckon she probably was, but I don't reckon she was Kylie then and okay, all yeah. kinds of people will now come on and tell you that I'm wrong about that. I've, I really don't yeah. know. I was Des and Daphne is what I remember. <laughs> um, yeah, the actual episode was shown while I was in Ikea in Moorabbin. Yeah. So Maki- Ikea didn't exist anywhere other than on Nepean Highway back yes. then. Um, and we watched it on one of the tellies in Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got it stored at home on a No, USB I don't, and um, uh, and that's a bit sad, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
was my that was probably up until this my 15 minutes of fame <laughs> what did you have to do eat or just sit there and talk chocolate? um nurse a coffee nurse and a then coffee. look like i was having a natural conversation with someone yeah yeah i'm <laughs> a talker it? that was yeah nailed it and, and no, what for some reason you decided to become a doctor and get a master's in Penn State and think that was better than being an extra extra. I don't think <laughs> I. I don't think I had a natural acting career. Right. Yeah, no. Yeah. And have you actually seen a premiership live? No, I haven't. Not mine. I've seen. Yeah. I've been to every grand final <coughs> since. This. I don't know. Ninety. Can't remember. But no, hang on. Since two thousand and five, um, but not ours. Seventy five, seventy seven. I was too young. Um, 96, 99, I lived in the UK. And so I watched 99 in an Irish pub in um, in London, pregnant, not fun. Um, I watched 96 in a hotel room on the M2. We had tried to find a hotel that had Sky TV, motel that had Sky TV. We checked in, Sky TV wasn't, work, TV wasn't working. <laughs> we checked out again and drove to the next one, checked in and watched that. Um, in 98, I took out a subscription to Sky TV for 12 months because I was so sure we were going to win that game. Yeah, Nothing. Not good. No. And a lot of money for... <laughs> but but so that you were ahead of the game because you won that game on expected score. Yeah. <laughs> that was before Adelaide's game. If only I'd known. Four, goal, four goals, 32 or whatever yeah. it was at halftime. Yeah. I go. have enough trouble with actual stats without... Right. Expected score stats. Yeah. <laughs> now, how, how are you getting used to the fact that you... So, firstly, when you went into the job, but also uh, you've, you've had cancer and you don't recommend it to people? Do don't recommend cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, had what I refer to as the boob catastrophe earlier <laughs> this year and uh, don't recommend it. Do recommend going to get yourself checked um, and I recommend that very seriously because if I hadn't gone to get myself checked um, and I thought it was a nonsense and I did it anyway... Um, I did it as part of one of those weeks of I'm just going to get through all the paperwork in my yep. life. So my tax return, you yep. know, sorted out the insurance, went and got my mammogram and turned out to have quite a large tumour. So anyway, it's gone. We've rearranged the body, the boob's gone, the stomach's become a boob. That's more information than anyone <laughs> needed. Sure. Um, but I'm recovered and recovering well. But even in that, you're, you're then giving of yourself to, to the public and that's not something you've done in your successful business career prior. I don't. I'm, the, the, the talking publicly about this stuff still doesn't come very naturally to yeah. me and one of the things I'm... Um, I'm a reasonably private person. Um, I got a text message from someone inside footy um, before I'd gone public to say that he'd heard I'd had a medical diagnosis and he was messaging me to wish me the best. And at that point I realised that it was coming out whether yeah. I liked it or not. So yeah. I wanted to take some control of it. But, but even away from the, the breast cancer, but even in general, just if you're a private person, have you worked out for yourself what boundaries you want to say, well, this is what I'll give up myself and this is what I won't and so forth? Cause yeah. It's a challenge because unlike, let's say, Ed or James Brayshaw, they've grown up or they've been part of the media, their, li their life's in the in the story. I, I think for those guys it must be incredibly hard because it's 24-7 and, yeah. um, and JB couldn't win, could he? Like he was, if he was pro-North, was, he was too pro-North. If he wasn't pro-North, people thought he needed to go hard. You know, like he just couldn't mm, win. Yeah. And um, <coughs> I at least get to be a private person the rest of the time. I think one of the... Um, 
I'm really just big on being me and I, I don't like having to be different versions of me. I like authentic people. I think one of the things mm. I've always admired about Swanee is you've always been you. I, you I loved you as mm. a footballer, um, not just because you were a great footballer, but actually because you were you. You know, So the, mm. the, the stuff that came with being you, people didn't always approve of, but yeah. it was who you were. Yeah. And I really like that in people. Mm. Authenticity is probably my number one favourite character trait. Yep. Uh, did you bring your books book list in? Did you bring it in, Dave? Well, I, I brought two lists in. <laughs> well, because I'm I'm reading books at the moment. I read book, I read about eight books a night. But what type of books? Yeah, they're children's books. Right. <laughs> so so I've, I've, so you're whipping through them. No, they're quite challenging. <laughs> so um, I have to slow down a bit. The, Mate, uh, P for pterodactyl is a tough one because <laughs> right. you'd think it would be T for pterodactyl. <laughs> trying to explain that to a two-year-old is <coughs> quite tough. It's, um, I, I reckon if you went in and explained that to the list, they'd have a bit of trouble with it too, to be honest. Exactly. So it's, that one's quite a, that one's quite a yeah. stretch. But I, I did. I, You're right. So but then I generally went back and said, well, actually, after the, tenure, the children's books I'm reading to my son, <coughs> I actually went back and said, geez, it's a freaking long time since I've read uh, read a book but I, I did write them down so have you brought yours in <laughs> i didn't because um mostly everything i've read in the last 12 months is uh is literature and you know um probably super boring to all of your listeners but i did Tatler, let's stop you <laughs> i did have two recommendations Go from the it, last please. year the first is i did read prince harry's autobiography yeah, what do you think do you like are you a fan of the royals or uh, no i'm not um i'm an ardent republican i'm a really big believer in england having a monarchy if that's what they want yeah. i'm all for it How many i just don't <laughs> I was there for eight years. Yep. Well, after Good what, luck after to what's them. happened the last couple of days with the cricket, we we <laughs> we might be on our way. Yeah. Well, I'm. I mean, I'm kind of hoping this is the the killer where we don't have to make the decision anymore. They'll just make yeah, it exactly. for us because yeah. apparently we are such an evil nation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, being lectured on sportsmanship by the English is really quite I'm something, right, isn't right. it? Wow. Um, uh, and I say that with love. My two children were born in England. Okay. I used to say to them when they were small, if you're good at sport when you grow up, you'll play for Australia. And if you're <laughs> not, you'll probably play for England. <laughs> um, and uh, and to their credit, they've both become ardent um, Australian sports supporters because mm. they know. Which, exactly, you know, yeah. They've got, a, they've, got a, they've got enough character building being a North supporter. <laughs> they don't need to add to that with international sport. Um, so the Harry book. Yes, so the Harry book, um, I uh, y- y- like that is a fantastic soap opera, the British monarchy. I just don't want it here, but they're fantastic. The Harry book's terrific. I'm on Team Harry and Meghan. Not pop, not not trendy at all. I understand that, but um, for what reason? because uh, they want it out. And yeah, and you know, in, it, they just strike me as being a little bit more real. And um, <coughs> and I reckon he probably has had a pretty lousy, highly privileged, yeah. very well paid life. So you know. It wouldn't be a bad gig to be number two. Like you don't have to be the king. Like you could just make, make a fortune, slip away. Yeah, you get to nice. have the occasional Nazi dress up. Yeah, and, you know, it's just all yeah. a bit unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. So um, that, uh, the so, uh, wasn't that biographer the same one who did the Agassiz book? He was. He yes. was, and actually he wrote a really good piece on uh, being a biographer, um, which is worth reading if anyone's interested. Mm. Which was in the New Yorker. Really interesting fella. Yeah, most of our listeners are into the New Yorker as a general uh, yeah, thing. It's a that's cartoon, what I'd have thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. So what's the other books? And we won't bore you with yeah. our with ours. We'll do um, ours at a different time. If you haven't read it, you should really mm. read Danielle Laidley's autobiography. Okay, yeah. It's an absolute ripper. What's been the surprise to mm. you there? Uh, I don't think I'd realised how 
how much of her life she spent pretending to be someone else. And if you go back to the authenticity <coughs> point, to live, to live and uh, it's dishonest isn't the right word, but to to live every day covering up who you actually yep. are would be incredibly confronting. And actually, at its heart, it's a footy book. Yes. So, but you're looking at footy through a completely different lens. Um, it's a really easy read. They're short chapters. <laughs> I just, I, I, I like sh- someone else's book that I know. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't read that one yet, Sonia. Is it one called My Story? Yeah, that was a very clever title. <laughs> yeah, a bit different to P for pterodactyl. Um, in your in your uh, approach, we'll leave all the stuff at the moment because we want this to be a little bit timeless, as they say. But in your approach, to Alistair Clarkson, what reminded me was what Melbourne did with Paul Ruse, and I don't necessarily think you need to get a proven coach. In fact, now history's proven that that's not the case. But you do if you're a club down the bottom who needs support, uh, big check writing. Do they still write checks? Uh, members and sponsors and we, so forth. We take checks just in case. <laughs> exactly. <there's anything laughs> yeah. But you do. You need that. It's it's the belief that you can be sold, which give, gets you through that journey to get a big name like him. It, it's a it's a couple of things. I think it's the belief. Um, yep. Certainly, an experienced coach buys you time, and the mean. one thing you can't fast track in footy is time, and you just need. Um, Todd Viney often says that um, that he reckons it takes 50 games for footballers to become fully match fit, you know, to be able to actually run out four quarters of AFL footy, um, make decisions, you know, it's not just about the hardness of the body but, but y- your whole, um, your whole uh, stamina. Um, and you can't fast track that. Yep. And you, and but in the meantime, people have got to put up with the fact that there'll be some inexplicably lousy performances um, along the way. So, so the experience buys you that. But it's more than that, I think. So, we talk a lot about people talk a lot about the players, and they talk about the coach, and they forget about all of the infrastructure that sits behind the coach. And a coach these days, you know, footy departments are big. There's a lot of people in them. Yeah. Um, and you need to manage all of that as well. Manage the expectations. Manage the all of that internal dynamic and and that experience just buys you the ability to do that as well. What uh, who surprised you as far as getting to know them personally in a good way? Not, but like you mentioned, Todd Viney and Brett Ratton, there's some really good people in your club. Really good people. Well, the, fir- the 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 first one who surprised me the most is probably Clarko. And yeah. why? Because um, oh, he's completely different than his public persona. In which like way? completely different. Um, he's a he's. Well, he talks too much, so I, I reckon <laughs> that's a that's a start. And you do have to have the ability to say, "Okay, stop, <laughs> stop that story now," um, or don't start that one. Um, and he gets up and demonstrates while he's doing it. But that that's okay. Um, he's he really cares about who you are and yep. where you're from and what your family background is, and and that's how he connects with players too. And he's very there's a there's a real deep seated care, and that underpins that starts. It's old-fashioned um, footy clubs, you know. So if we go back to what you and I grew up watching yep. um, or what I suspect, Dane, you're experiencing in going to play in all the clubs you're mm. playing in, it's that connectedness yeah. of I want North to feel like a country footy club in the AFL. Yep. You know, I want people to feel connected and feel that kind of you lose together, you win together, that whole ethos. Hey, Clarko kind of embodies that. And Mick's a bit like, Mick Baldhouse is a bit <coughs> like what yeah. Sonia just said, that his public persona is totally different to his private one, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, I'm, and Mick was obviously prickly to the media and stuff like that, but he'd like give us a wink before walking <laughs> into the, and goes, watch this, you know, because he obviously <coughs> didn't care about the external opinions and views of everyone else, cared about 
and that's why we loved him. He's yeah. like, man, he just cared about us and was hugely um, driven about people's families and because I guess maybe the socioeconomic background that he came from and he did it tough as a kid. He came in and probably resonated more and probably cared more about the blokes from the so the lower demographic areas. So he'd come in and he was <coughs> huge with families. So, you know, you'd be sore on a Friday night. He'd be like, all right, mate, middle of the year. We'd play the following Sunday. Go away with your family. We'll see you Thursday. You know, things like that. So you'd, you'd go away, book a flight up north and have four or five days in the sun with your family or with a mate. And it was always, you know, knew your mum and dad's name and knew your, if you had a child, knew your child's name and knew, you know, your auntie's name who ran into him at the footy one day and said, I'm Dane Swan's auntie. Like, you know, would four weeks later, how's, you know, your auntie going, oh, how's D going, how's Bill? With everyone's family wasn't just a... You know, I had your family going, you don't really care about the answer. You're just saying it just to, to say it. But he actually did. And that's why I think we all loved him. One of the many reasons why we all loved him. Yeah, I, I, that's you You could be describing Clarko exactly yeah. the same. So he surprised me. Todd Varney I didn't really know, but um, he is just a ripping human <laughs> and a really good, strong um, leader, yep. I think. Um, uh, he'd do the disappointed face really well, <laughs> I suspect. <laughs> Um, uh, and Brett Ratton, again, I didn't really know um, Brett, I thought, the, but he is a really, again, just a very good person yes. and a strong person. Um, I thought he was a bit cuddly until after last week's game <laughs> when I watched him give a really quite tremendous bake. Um, so, I know he can do that as well. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Well, um we will uh, just say we appreciate you coming in, yeah. and, and uh, yeah, <coughs> well, let's face it, lowering your, your lofty standards to us, yeah. but we 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 like that you think of a fellow member. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, no, it's you know I do anything for my members, so yeah, no, I'll be <coughs> paid up next that. year for coming in. I'll I'll, I'll put money with me out there. I'll be a member next year. Thank you. Can only go up, so <coughs> I'm on the you train. got me too. <coughs> Terrific, right. thanks Done. guys, appreciate right. it. Thank you, thanks for having us. Thanks. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.